All right, this is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host. And this episode is titled Thanksgiving, because it's that time of year in the United States. It's Thanksgiving. <clears throat> but whether you listen to this over the holiday or not, you're going to get something out of it. You're going to get something good out of it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i not going to start off with this, but I'm going to touch on something that some of the previous guests have brought up. And it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. I think you're going to like it. Now, uh, I'm going to start off with uh, something from 1 Timothy ver chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. And uh, this is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. And he's trying to help Timothy get set up so he can start helping people where he's at without Paul. He's trying to help him, <clears throat> give him guidance and encouragement. And this is what he says. He says, this is Paul writing to Timothy. But the Spirit says expressly that in later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons through the hypocrisy of men who speak lies, branded in their own conscience as with a hot iron, forbidding marriage and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified through the word of God in prayer. <clears throat> That's kind of, uh, I mean, you know, that one touches on a lot of things. That's uh, That's people. That's creation, which includes plants and animals, and terrain, and liquid. And nothing is to be rejected, is to re be received with thanksgiving. And then he says, paying, this is the from the first part I read, verse 1 of chapter 4. But the Spirit says expressly that the in latter times, some will fall away from the faith paying attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons through the hypocrisy of men who speak lies, branded in their own conscience as with a hot iron, forbid forbidding marriage. You know, there's several denominations, made one major one, Catholicism, that does that. And commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. And when I think of that, you could think of the Hebrew code for pork, or you could think of marijuana, both, and more. Both and more. I like it. I like it a lot. It's funny how this stuff gets twisted around. <clears throat> Now, this is the thing that I was talking about earlier. This is uh, some guests of <laughs> a lot of people get hung up on Jonah and the whale. Ooh. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? I forgot to wrap up that one, Timothy. Why is that Thanksgiving? It's, it's one where you heard me say that in the two spots to be received with Thanksgiving. And to be received with Thanksgiving. Duplicate. Within five verses. 
he's saying, people will lead you astray, saying, do not taste, do not taste, do not touch. But he's saying, Paul is saying, it's creation and it's clean. If you follow the rules, like Paul was saying in the previous episode I did called Pictures, and he's talking to, he wrote a letter and he's saying, you know, these things have an appearance of being, of expressing humility amongst human beings, but they lack any positive results or effect that it's trying to gain because it's fake. It's fake. And I'm thankful that that's in scripture. <laughs> I'm thankful that that's in scripture. Very thankful. All right. Now, continuing on with Jonah. Yeah, a lot of people get hung up on Jonah in the whale. You know, they get hung up on how does he live inside of a whale? They hang up on they get hung up on that part. And I can understand that. I can. But if you don't want to try to understand anything beyond that, then you won't. Now check this out. This is Jonah chapter 1, and they're short chapters. So it's going to sound like a lot, but it's not. 1 through 3, and I'm not going to read all three. I'm just going to read the first verse of 3. <clears throat> now, Yahweh's word came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. That sounds like Sodom and Gomorrah, too. Abraham had a chance to save Sodom and Gomorrah from being destroyed. But he didn't believe that Jesus would save Sodom and Gomorrah and not destroy it for the sake of one righteous person. I think he stopped at, when he started at 50, he said, surely you won't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for if there were 50 righteous people there, would you? And he said, no, I wouldn't do that if there are 50 righteous. And he kept dropping the number by like fives and tens but he never got down to one. He never bothered asking about one. And now Jonah is here. Same kind of thing. Go and preach to Nineveh, the great city, because their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of Yahweh. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid its fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of Yahweh. But Yahweh sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty storm on the sea, so that the ship was likely to break up. People are on that thing, so they're, they're experiencing it. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried to their God. They threw, in other words, that's very, you know, it's, a very human thing to do. Fear of death coming upon you right now, coming upon someone right now, will cause somebody to go to that place inside themselves. I call it the heart because that's what the Bible calls it. We have a mouth to express what's in our heart and pray to the one that we know we believe in. Now, these fishermen, these, these folks were praying to their gods. Now, check this out. <clears throat> but Yahweh sent out a great wind on the sea, 
and there was a mighty storm on the sea, so that the ship was likely to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried to their God. They knew that they threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the innermost parts of the ship, and he was laying down and was fast asleep. There's complete chaos and fear of death going on outside, and way deep down into the ship is Jonah taking a nap. Now, there's another scene in the New Covenant, similar, but not the same. Jesus is with his disciples, and they're going across, oh, I forget the lake. It might be Galilee. And uh, <clears throat> storm's there, and it's raging. And the disciples are afraid. They think they're going to die, just like these fishermen are thinking and believing, because they feel the weather on them. And they know they can't match it to defeat it. It will overpower them. And they know it. And Jesus was on a couch in the ship, taking a nap just like that. Just like that was described in Jonah. Different reasons. Jonah's fleeing. Jesus has been sent. Because he loves you. All right. But Jonah had gone down into the innermost parts of the ship, and he was laying down and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Maybe your God will notice us so that we won't perish. Maybe you call on your God, and maybe he'll notice us that we won't die. They all said to each other, come, let's, let's cast lots that we may know who is responsible for this evil that is on us. And it worked. That mechanism worked for them right there. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they asked him, tell us, please, for whose cause this evil is on us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? Of what people are you? Something is controlling the weather, and they firmly believe that it's because of them. And now they want to get to know the one who is the cause of it, the source of why they're going through it. They want to understand him. So they're asking these questions. Jonah said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear Yahweh, the God of heaven, who has made the sea and the dry land. Now check this out. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, what have you done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of Yahweh because he had told them. When they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm to us? For the sea grew more and more violent. He said to them, take me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will calm for you. For I know that because of me, this great storm is on you. Nevertheless, they didn't want to do it. Nevertheless, the men rode harder to get them back to the land. But they could not, because the sea grew more and more against them. They still tried. They didn't want to throw Jonah in the water, because if they did, they know he's going to die. 
he's out in the middle of, uh, I can't remember what body of water in or where they are exactly, but they're obviously not near shore. They can't see it. They understand that if they throw Jonah out, here's a good chance he's going to die. They don't want to be responsible for that. They're going to try in their might to get back, but it didn't work. The, the, the effort, the performance, the will, the struggle was for naught. Nevertheless, the men rode harder to get them back to the land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more against them. Therefore they cried, therefore they, all of them, cried to Yahweh and said, We beg you, Yahweh, we beg you, don't let us die for this man's life, and don't lay on us innocent blood, for you, Yahweh, have done as it pleased you. They're believing too now. So they took up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased its raging. Then the men feared Yahweh exceedingly because they realized that that is what was going on. And they offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and made vows. So here's, here's how I picture that. Life and death situation. And they understand and comprehend the forces that are operating in them and outside of them. I shouldn't say they understand it, but they have an idea. They had, they're starting to be getting to starting to get an understanding of it. That's that's a better way of saying that. And their prayers were answered at the expense of someone else. Kill that guy, throw him over, and you'll live. We beg you, Yahweh, we beg you, don't let us die for this man's life. And don't lay on us innocent blood, for you, Yahweh, have done as it pleased you. So they took up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased its raging. Then the men feared Yahweh exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and made vows. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do that again. I promise I'm going to be good. I promise I will. I'll never do this again. That sounds like a very human thing to do. Mortality is closer. It bumps up to us. It's closer than you've ever felt it in a long time. And you start recognizing that there are things you're not paying attention to and that you should be paying attention to. We call those things sometimes New Year's resolutions. For children, we call it Santa Claus, except for we beat them up with guilt. If they screw up, because we know they're going to screw up. We know they know they're going to screw up. It's a funny thing. Forgiveness. Thanksgiving. Those other fishermen, those other mariners, they were thankful. They did not want to toss Jonah in there. But they were thankful that they were heard because Jonah didn't fight against being thrown in. He told them to do it. And they still didn't want to do it. They still valued his life until they fully realized and recognized that they could do nothing to stop what was happening until they listened 
Well, they're obviously believing something. So after you believe something, the next step after that is walking it out. A lot of people calling it call it obeying. Obeying. Obey is a... <clears throat> that's a word that can sometimes have a negative connotation to it. Walking it out. That's... Uh, it's got a lot more love in it. It's a lot more personal. And it allows room for errors because we will all make them. I'll make them and you'll make them. But we still walk it out. It's not like Santa Claus where if you make an error along the way in your life, you're screwed for that year. You get nothing. It's not like that. Thanksgiving. Forgiveness. Now check this out. <clears throat> so they took up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased its raging. Then the men feared Yahweh exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and made vows. Yahweh prepared a huge fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Another foreshadowing of Christ after his crucifixion. Then Jonah prayed to Yahweh. His God, out of the fish's belly, he said, I called because of my affliction to Yahweh. He answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, I cried. You heard my voice. For you threw me into the depths, in the heart of the seas. The flood was all around me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight. Ooh, that, that type of perception goes all the way back to the book of Enoch and the Watchers. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to the soul. That's a bit different. The deep was around me. Seaweeds were wrapped around my head. I went to the bottoms of the mountains underwater. The earth barred me in forever. There's no escaping, Jonah. You can't lie your way out of this. And you can't run away. Yet you have brought my life up from the pit. Yahweh, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered Yahweh. When my soul fainted within me. I think everybody has an idea what that feels like. My prayer came into you. Into your holy temple. My prayer came into you. Into your holy temple. Those who regard lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Let's say it again. Those who regard lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed, believing. Salvation belongs to Yahweh. Then Yahweh spoke to the fish 
and it vomited out Jonah on the dry land. Now this is the beginning of 3.1. Yahweh's word came to Jonah a second time. He didn't give up on Jonah. You know, there was somebody I did an episode with earlier, uh, actually in the fall, <clears throat> maybe a month or two ago, Fidel Paulino. We were talking about how people can find light in what they think is the darkest of dark places. The light does not consume darkness. Or, I'm sorry, darkness does not consume the light. Light casts out darkness. All right, one more. <clears throat> this is, uh, I'm going back to the Apostle Paul. This is Philippians. He's written He's written a letter to the Philippians. It's chapter four, verses five through eight. And this is good too. Check it out. Let your gentleness be known to all men and women. The Lord is at hand. In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's any praise, think about these things. Thanksgiving. Be mindful of what you put into your eyes and ears by way of entertainment because it has a way of sticking around and pronouncing itself when you don't really want it to pronounce itself sometimes. Thanksgiving. Love you all. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast.